So welcome to Detroit Strange. Oh, thank you. <laughs> oh my God, welcome. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy you're here, Jessica. Oh, thank- I'm so happy you're here. Oh my God, thanks. Yeah. My name's Alex. Uh, my name's Jess. We, you, we've been having some fun in the studio, yeah. warming up. Yeah. Um, might music. have a parody song yeah. in our future. I I think I hope we do. That was fun. I, I love a good yeah. parody song more I, than a lot of things. Oh yeah, I think that'd be like a fun like season finale for season one. I don't know when we like. Willem says you end a season when you don't feel like when you feel like it's over the season. I think that's right. Well, a lot of podcasts too. There's a lot of podcasts with seasons, but I think because ours is like a little bit more open and broad, like it can just keep going. Like yeah. Oh, we're at our fiftieth episode. Yay, fifty! You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I I I I see that in our future. Also, speaking of the 50th episode, I know that's like this episode 11's 39 episodes away, but I think it. Be, do you have any tattoos? I don't, but I want some. I, I have thinking, six planned. What if, like, at 50 or 100, we do a commemorative tattoo? Because I think because I think it'd be cool to get the eye. Yes, I would get that eye on me. Yeah, same. I'm into it. Yeah. Yeah. So stay tuned if we when we get to episode 50 or 100 or something. Maybe we'll get tattoos. I don't know. Oh. Only, only time will tell. Yeah. Or maybe like only one year. Time. Oh. That was that was an attempt at Enya. Um, oh. <laughs> I like I'm not experiencing enough shame to sing Enya right now because the Enya's turned into a shame song between like me and the Skellies. But Enya's great. Just that one song because like one time I feel like this podcast is like this one time when I was dying because I made poor choices. <laughs> I tell too many of these stories, but one time when I was dying because I made poor choices, I was laying in the shower just like, just like feeling pathetic. I was just like, like could not, I was like, I just need to lay in the shower. That was the same day I tried to go to improv. I tried to go to improv rehearsal after that. Mm -hmm. I got there during warm up. Like, I can't do it. I gotta go. (laughs) Well, but here's the thing about Anya. It's a, it's a very therapeutic. It is. Because it's like these, like, just harmonious like kind of kind of whale tones yeah i turn it into whale tones oh my gosh we need i don't know how much we can this keep i don't know how much how many seconds we get before we get sued by it's like 15 but if she ever comes out of her castle and whatever uk countryside she's in beautiful gazelle i just i think she'd be happy about it because she's calmed me down on many occasions personally she came over yes she came over and said hey girl girl <laughs> and then she teleported you with her magic elf voice. Exactly. I mean, I do feel teleported when I listen to Anya. I I don't listen to enough Anyas. What this is coming down to. I feel like I listen to the right amount of Anya. <laughs> I mean, I haven't listened in over a decade, probably. So I like whenever like Molly. Whenever I'm like picking up Molly and she's like running late, I'll just like open my car window and just start blaring. Only time. That's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, besides that, though, well, th- this is not a recent Enya thing, but besides that, how have you been? Pretty good. I started a new job this week. That's awesome. Yeah, so far, so good. Everyone seems nice. I've, like, tried... You have a USB port at your desk. Yeah, I like, I have two outlets and two USB ports, and that's kind of a game changer. Also, I've still been baking. I made a Victoria sandwich yesterday. Mm. It's so freaking good. Oh, my gosh. See, Mom, trying to swear anymore. Freaking. So freaking good. <laughs> Oh, that makes me hungry. I was already hungry, but now I'm super hungry. I'll give you a piece later. Yes. 
happens. What's new with you? It's a very transitional time for me right now. Lots of like changes and and new things like that, and possible changes in the future. So I'm I'm waiting on some some possible changes. Everybody's although, changing and I don't although, feel. How many times can we get sued in this episode? Uh, for music? A lot, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> but a girl at work today who hasn't seen me in a, in a hot second, she was like, have you lost weight? And I was like, you know, I looked in the mirror yesterday and I was like, I look like I've lost a little weight. But the funny thing is I've done nothing. It's just my life has been like really chaotic. I feel so... like, yeah, I feel like I look the best when I'm too stressed to eat. No, same. <laughs> or too like too busy. Like I'm like. Like I forget to eat and then. Or like breakfast, I had a handful of M&Ms and I was running out the door and a sugar-free Red Bull. Yeah, no, and I've been on a a, a very busy schedule, we'll yeah. say, and so it's not that I haven't, but I also haven't made great choices when I do, but it kind of makes me mad, too, because I'm, like, when I'm doing good and I'm being healthy and I'm, like, planning ahead and all this stuff, like, it's such, like, a, I feel like I plateau at those times, <laughs> and I, I want to be healthy, so, like, I do want to eat healthy, but it's really frustrating that somebody's like, oh, you look like you've lost weight, and I'm like, I've done nothing. Thanks. It's a diet of anxiety, moving too much. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I'm like, no, I'm I'm happy with the results, but not how I got here. Exactly. Like, and and I also want it to be something that you can like log and actually like do, like, you know what I mean? Like, right. How can I keep this level of anxiety so I keep losing weight? (laughs) I don't want to do that. (laughs) No. I don't want to do that. No, you would lose the weight, but also your sanity. Yes, exactly. Do you trade one in for the other? I don't know. No, I'm just kidding. But, that, that's what's been going on with me, in a nutshell. Yeah. Well, let's cheers to that. Cheers. Oh, that was a good clink, that I think, That was a good maybe. clink. Maybe they'll hear that one. Yeah. I feel like every time we're like, cheers, it's like a... Yeah. <laughs> Not even that. Maybe that we should just pop. do that instead, yeah. every time cheers. we cheers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we're sipping on some white Russians. Mm. This reminds me of my early 20s, because I was dating somebody when I was like 20, 21, and he did not he he was a little bit older than me, so he was like of age. He was not into drinking. Then he did start to drink, and he really loved the Big Lebowski. And I was so, gonna say he was probably a Big Lebowski kind <laughs> of. Yes, home. we went bowling every Friday night, like with a group of his friends and stuff. And he had been doing this far before I ever came into the picture. So the drink, his gateway drink, I guess, was a White Russian. Mm-hmm. So I had a lot of white White Russians in my early twenties, and he even uh, he got like one of those. Like, it was like a blender to make blended drinks kind of things. And he would just, like, make a pitcher. He'd have people over and make a pitcher of White Russians. He would blend it? Yeah. Oh, my I've gosh. I've never heard of blended White Russian. Oh, they're good. A White Russian smoothie, basically. Huh. You have to try it. It's a good... It's not, you know, it's not the... Consi- well, you can do it with ice cream, actually. We still, you know, use the ice and stuff like yeah. that. But it's kind of like a weird milkshake drink then. Definitely recommend. I mean, I'm into that. I like coffee. I like liquor. And I like shakes so it sounds like something I would enjoy <laughs> but yes so thank you for taking me back yeah longer than I'd like to admit no I'm just kidding I don't care how old I am age is only a number so you'll I'll explain why I picked this drink later once I get into the topic oh fantastic but my topic is mm-hmm. I'm here for it I, f- I wasn't going to say that like this but I feel like we've started every episode of have you ever heard of this so I'm I mean, going to do it anyway. Well, follow your follow your heart. Yeah. So have you ever heard of the Leland Hotel? I've heard of it. Okay. I don't know anything. I don't. I know it exists, and I know there's something weird about it that I have no clue what it is. There's so many weird things about <gasps> it. Yay. 
It's Detroit's oldest continuously operating hotel. Okay. Uh, it's located at 400 Bagley Street at the corner of Cass and Bagley. Okay. It's 22 stories tall. And it's That's a bow. It's tall for that area. Yeah. And it's like, a, it's a Beaux Arts Italian Renaissance style for all of our architecture fans, but we are not an architecture podcast. No, but I do know who Albert Kahn is. And <laughs> yes. He's the only architect I know. That's of all in you Detroit. really need to know in Detroit yeah. is Albert Kahn <laughs> and then like some other irrelevant people. <laughs> It was named for Henry M. Leland, who founded both Lincoln and Cadillac, which I didn't know. I knew no. he founded Cadillac because of the GM brand washing that uh, happened when I was there, but I okay. uh, mm-hmm. did not know he founded Lincoln, which is kind of interesting. Wait, uh, like the car, like yeah. the car Lincoln? No, he founded Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Lots of time travel there, I think. Yeah. Uh, uh, I thought Lincoln was like a Ford-related yeah, brand. Yeah, well, like... I feel like back then, like, oh, but car, everything was independent merged. and yeah. just people would buy up things. Okay, that makes more sense. So my guess is he started one, sold it to, like, Ford. Or, if he started Cadillac first, he sold it to GM. If he started Lincoln, then he sold it to Ford or died, and they just took it over. I don't know. Okay, yeah. We're not a we're not a car history podcast. Oh, definitely not. But anyway, it was added to the National Register of Historic Places in 2005, and in 83, the ballroom was converted into a nightclub that is now called... The City Club, and it's still open. I've heard of, uh, I've heard a lot of stories about City Club, actually. Same. I really want to go. I um, haven't been yet. I've never been either. I just, I know a lot of people have gone, and I know a lot of people in very different age brackets that have gone at different times. Yeah, like, that. it seems like, I mean, it's been open since 83, and there's actually, like, there's the City Club, and there's the Labyrinth, which is the basement. Oh, I've never heard of the Labyrinth section. Yeah, me neither, until I started doing this research, mm-hmm. but, um... We need to plan a night at the Labyrinth, especially my friend Dana, who like kind of turned me on to this topic. She was telling me about it. I'm like, I have to do this on the podcast. So okay. that's how I got here. But Tell uh, me let's more. Get, yeah, let's get into the history. So the Detroit Properties Corporation is the one who built it. It was formed in the early 20s by Edward A. Lovely. Aww. I think it's just, it's spelled differently, but it looks like Lovely to me. I I want to imagine that it's Lovely because that's right adorable. And Harry A. Stromfeldt. Not as not, not as, as cute. Not as cute. <laughs> Stormfelds. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the purpose was to develop the Bagley Street. That's Bagley, right? Bag- yeah, that's Bagley. I don't know why I question myself. Like I'll like write it down. Like yeah, I know how to say it. And as soon as I say it into a microphone, I'm like wait, is that right? I mean, I I, I can't 100, percent but I've always heard Bagley. Maybe I just bagley. said that so Michigan too. Bagley. Bagley. <laughs> is that Bagley Street outward from Grand? Cir- okay, so the purpose was to develop Bagley Street outward from outward from Grand Circus Park. The first building they did was the Michigan Building down the street at 220 Bagley, okay. which I don't know much about, but I know like it's a really pretty building. Okay, I don't know that building. Maybe it'll be a future episode. Ooh. Act surprised. <laughs> Uh, the Leland was the second building that the Detroit Properties Corporation did. Construction started in 1926, and the building cost $4.5 million. <gasps> That sounds like a lot for 1926. I did the inflation calculations. Oh, it was $65.2 million today. Oh, I don't know how much buildings actually cost to make, by the way, but that I still feel like that's like a, like a chunk of like I feel like I've, I've definitely heard of buildings costing more, but I feel like that's like a pretty good chunk of money for a okay. building. But it opened in eight or not eighteen. It opened in 1927. It originally had 800 rooms with 800 baths, all with AC, which was a big fucking deal. Sorry, what? Mom. Yeah, they had AC back then. And they had a dining room, a coffee shop, a ballroom, wait, wait, and 11 wait. stores. Yeah. AC, like air conditioning? Or are you talking about like AC currents, like like electricity? Ooh, I did not know. Okay. 
Yeah, because I feel like air conditioning wasn't until like the 50s. Yeah, I think it would mean like AC, like electricity essentially, right? It must. Okay. But yeah, so I'll have to fact check that and report in a later episode. That's fair. But it was considered a four-star hotel. It's a nice hotel. I mean, it sounds nice. It has AC. Yeah, whatever that <laughs> yeah. whatever that stands for. It sounds nice. Yeah. But by 1929, just after, just like two years after it opened, ownership was having major financial issues and declared bankruptcy. But the hotel operated in bankruptcy till 1936. Wow. Yeah. The hotel also gained a seedy reputation. Oh. Uh, it was said to be a hangout for the Purple Gang. Blah, 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 blah. Hey. Call back. <laughs> I know them. Yeah. I mean, not personally, but I know of them. Also, Jimmy Hoffa was said to spend a lot of time there, <gasps> which, again, if you know where Jimmy Hoffa is, let us know at DetroitStrange at gmail.com. If We're the only ones who care. Are digging and you find him. Right. Let us know. Yeah. We're like, like <laughs> that uh, that dig line for DTE when you're digging in your yard. But instead oh, of if yeah. you smell gas, if you smell Jimmy Hoffa, let us know. <laughs> But he spent so much time there that, like, when he went missing, the Leland was, like, the first place they checked. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And there's... There's a saying. Yeah. There's two... And, like, there's two rectangular indents in the basement bar, the labyrinth, that are supposedly from the excavation trying to find him. Oh. Yeah. So, once I go down there, I will report back. Maybe. Because I feel like I'll, like, go down there and be like, all oh, these rectangles that completely forget. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the mobsters often wind and dined in the ballroom. Which was late. That's what the the ballroom was later converted into the city club. Okay. Uh, but by the fifties, the hotel changed hands. It was now under ownership of the Sterling Brothers, Robert, Oliver, and Edward. Okay. They Are run- they like the Sterling Group or something? Is it? Isn't that Ooh, like a I thing? I wonder. Okay. Yeah. Just maybe. Just curious. Yeah, but they renovated the hotel in 1959 and 60 because of the opening of another building downtown. Any guesses to what opened in 1959 between 1959 and 1960? Um, Hudson's. No. No, I don't know. <laughs> the Cobo Hall. Oh, really? The okay. Cobo Hall. Wait, I don't know why I put but, in front of but it. now it's um, who who is? Uh, Did they change the name? Yeah, they're changing the name right now. <gasps> I forget. It's a corporation bought it, and it's going to be the something something center. But I forget which one it is right now. I hope it's not something stupid because, like, I remember like there was the Rock Financial Showroom, and now it's like the Showplace or whatever. I don't mm-hmm. know, like some like. Oh, like the suburban, suburban I collection. I it's like a bank or something, like TCF or something. I, but it, I'm, this is just, I have no idea. Have you ever seen Basketball? Yes. I just remember saying like Tampax Stadium and just like <laughs> the brands you don't, like not that there's, you know, not, no shade to tampons. You know what stadium I'd like to go to? What? Diva Cup Stadium. Yes. <laughs> the Diva Cup or the Diva, Diva Dome? The Diva Dome, yes. Diva Dome. Yes. <laughs> Oh, my God. The Diva Cup. We were actually talking about that last night, me, Annie, and Molly. Oh, really? Yeah. Shout out. <laughs> but anyways, the hotel was sold again in 1964 to Robert and Donald Werb. Oh. And, yeah. <laughs> they changed the name to the Leland House. And that's a nice sounding name. I mean, house, hotel, whatever. Yeah. I think it's because they changed it to apartments. That so was renovated to have 473 apartments in addition to some hotel rooms. Okay, so they kind of cut it in half, essentially. Yeah. Like, you get two rooms and a bathroom. Exactly. Robert Werb announced plans for a nightclub dedicated to the greater glory of banjo music. Direct quote. Fantastic. <gasps> it was called Your Father's Mustache. Oh, my. For real? Yeah. That is amazing. Had 1890s decor. And waiters had handlebar mustaches. It is like a hipster's dream. 
Sincerely, it is. I mean, I want to go there too. So <laughs> it sounds like because I can only imagine like a fifties bar set in eighteen nineties. How tacky that would be, and I'm so <laughs> here for that. Because like the fifties was pretty kitschy as oh, it is. Yeah. But, like imagine fifties kitsch. kitsch trying to be eighteen nineties. <laughs> I'm in love. I tried so hard to find a picture about that. I mean, googled for like five minutes. Different keywords, but uh-huh. I couldn't find it. Oh, I know. If anybody does have a picture, has seen a picture, please, 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 or has please, heard of it even, please, 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 please. Yes. Email oh my us. god. Like I guess there's other bars around the states that are called your father's mustache. I was like, why? Oh well, I mean, it's a great name. Not your father's mustache. Like not your father's <laughs> yeah. Rapier. Yeah. Oh my gosh. When that came out, I remember it was all the rage. Like right. Like oh my god, this Rupier's alcoholic. I'm like. Girl, you could just add alcohol to regular root beer. (laughs) I don't know why this is a game changer. But it's not already in the bottle. Right. I mean, same with like White Claw. White Claw is basically like... But it tastes better. All right. It it does. It's more blended. I'll I'll give them that. Thank you. (laughs) So, unfortunately, I guess not... uh, Your father's mustache did not do the Word Brothers well because it changed hands again in the 70s. Oh, wow. This time, the owners were Mayor Morganata... Sure. That sounds great, yeah. John R. Ferris. That sounds spot on. Yeah. In the 80s, the Leland House Limited Partnership Company was formed by Michael W. Higgins. Um, So he kind of like took it over. Mm -hmm. And I think they're the ones who still own it today. I get to it later, but let's see. The (laughs) 80s recession hit the hotel hard and it became part of the Radisson chain of hotels. Oh. So it was a Radisson for a while. Okay. Yeah. I guess no. I really don't know much about Radisson, but like they're fi- they're like a middle middle tier. I've, I've been in a Radisson here or there. I've probably been in a Radisson yeah, too. They're not, at least it's not like if you've been in a Red Roof Inn. Mm-hmm. I see them around and I'm like, that's brown. Your roof is brown. Why are you a liar? <laughs> oh yeah. Like well, your name is literally Red Roof Inn. Just put like buy some paint. Right. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so. In 2006, before the Super Bowl, the name was reverted back to its historical name, which that's all they said was historical name, so I'm guessing it means the Leland Hotel. Probably, Yeah, probably. Yeah. And so the owner is still the Leland Limited Partnership. Leland okay. House Limited Partnership Company. So that was like the year that when the Super Bowl came here and it was so funny because like everybody was putting up these like fake facades and stuff. Oh my God. Over everything and like people are coming to Detroit. Oh my gosh. Let's. It's like the equivalent Let's of like your parents are coming to visit your house or yes. like, like literally my college dorm, we had like parent protocol. It was mainly cause like my parents were like the ones who would visit the most often. Mm-hmm. And like, we'd be like quick parent protocol. Like we'd hide like liquor bottles or like we had a quote wall. We just like would put a bulletin board over it. <laughs> just like and things that we really didn't even need to do. But I was just like, my parents came over, we have to try and clean. And it didn't work. Cause like, there was literally <laughs> this one time my mom came over she's like, this place is a mess. Cleaned the kitchen, cleaned the floors. Did like, she find all the things? No. Oh, okay. She just like cleaned the entire kitchen, like even washing the floors. Then like got out the like got out some pots and pans, made some made like some appetizers for herself and like, for everyone. <laughs> she made some appetizers, <laughs> like opened a bottle of wine, and then like she's like sitting in the clean kitchen with the appetizer she just made, drinking a glass of wine, and like. Honestly, my mom's a superhero. I haven't met your mom yet, but I love her so much. I do too. <laughs> I spent like this weekend with her and it was great. Aww. And with my whole family, yeah. but like, yeah. But anyway, so like the lobby was restored or gorgeously restored, as quote says, gorgeously oh, restored hey. to its original 1927 splendor. 
beautiful. I mean, it sounds beautiful. I don't know, but there's a bar in the lobby. So again, we'll we'll make a we'll make an evening out of it. We'll go yeah. have a drink in the lobby bar, and then we'll get trashy in the clubs. <laughs> As of today, it has 300 apartments and extended stay hotel rooms. It's about 91,200 square feet of commercial space. Okay. In a retro diner called Lucy and Ethel's Diner. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that. Yeah, so that's that building. Okay. So like I said, the ballroom was converted to a nightclub in 83. It was originally called the Lindernacht, or Night Song in German, or Leidernacht. I, I enjoy that name. Yeah, but they, I guess like people were like, what's that? German? What? So they just like... Was is das? Was ist das? Yeah, they changed it to the city club. Yeah. <laughs> But I saw a message on a message board that it was once called Detroit Studio 54 oh. in the late 70s, early 80s. But I couldn't find any like sources to corroborate this. But I love that. It's probably like it. one person said it to their friend. I'm going to pretend that that's, it was a thing. Okay. No, I mean, I, I, I hope it was. Same. Oh, and their website's terrible. I was trying to look up things on their website. And it still uses Flash Player. Oh, my gosh. Well... Like, I had to open it in, like, a different browser because Chrome doesn't even support Flash Player anymore. Maybe that's... I don't know, like part of their aesthetic. Retro is not a thing for websites. Okay, that's true. I, I'm trying to be devil's advocate. It needs to be functional. If it's going to be retro, it still has to be functional. That's, yeah. Yeah. Okay. According to Crane's Detroit business, from January of last year, the hotel is expected to undergo a $120 million renovation. Wow. It's going to be a mix of 399 which is like, why not 400 you know? <laughs> Just add one. So it's going to be 399 affordable and market rate apartments. And then uh, add a 650 space parking deck. But again, I feel like they're always like, oh, we're renovating this old building. It's going to be fabulous, amazing, wonderful, stunning. And then, like, nothing ever happens. Yeah. I mean, it really matters, like, who's in charge. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe it'll happen. We'll I'm see. still hoping Book Tower opens because I really want to see the inside of that. Mm-hmm. But are you ready for some ookie spookies? Of course. There's so many ookie spookies. Yes. So four people died during construction. Oh, shit. Yeah. So, like, that's already, like, four people died just building the building. Okay. On a couple websites, it was listed as Murder Motel. Oh, wow. That is quite the name. And it had an abnormally high amount of suicides. Huh. Yeah. And, like, during Prohibition, it was a safe house for people who were going to testify at the courthouse. And sometimes those people were assassinated. What? Which I could only presume was, like, to stop them from squealing. Yeah. Well, also with all the uh, like mob man- uh, activity that you were talking about, this is making a lot of, this is lining up. Yeah. Apparently there was even a shootout oh. with the Purple Gang. Okay. Because like I said, the Purple Gang and Jimmy Hoffa would hang out there. And it said that the ghosts of Jimmy Hoffa, former gangsters, and depression area roof jumpers inhabit the corridors. Ooh. And apparently there's like some vacant floors, some unused sub-basements, and a two-story attic. And I guess on the fourth floor, there used to be, like, these lavish parties of celebrity guests. Okay. And it's Is report- this, like, around, like, the mob time? Like, is that... I think it was, like, around when it first opened, when it was, like, this, like, beautiful, amazing, okay. stunning, okay. gorgeous mm-hmm. hotel. So, like, they had these big parties. And I guess people today have reported they heard, like, loud laughter and music coming from the fourth floor, even though it's vacant and closed to the public. The en- So the entire fourth floor is... It's closed, vacant, nothing's happening there. Wow. But they'll say, like, they hear, like, music and laughter coming from it. Wow. Yeah. Uh, it's so like I said, there's a bar in the basement called The Labyrinth, which I had to type it so many times in this episode, I think I know how to spell labyrinth now. <laughs> so I always be like, when... labyrinth, lab... Yeah. Isn't it labyrinth, basically? Yeah, that's how, okay. I, that's how I figured it out, labyrinth. 
But so like the labyrinth, there's like apparently like lots of ghosts and like paranormal activity. Like I, I guess definitely want to go there. Yeah. So I guess like they had some like re- like whatever paranormal people come out and like the bar was empty. And they said, "Wow, it's crowded in here because of all the like spirits, or whatever." Ooh. And so the people say they've heard voices in the men's room. There's a female voice that says hello and will address employees by name. That is so scary. Right. So creepy. Uh, In the DJ booth, even when no one's been there for days, people have smelled what was described as old ladies perfume. (gasps) And I'm not sure if they meant like stale perfume, like like Mm -hmm. the perfume was old or if it was like old ladies perfume. Like like, the type of scent it was or whatever. Oh, weird. What's like an old lady scent? I'm trying to think of like what kind of perfume. Very floral, I would feel like. Yeah. Like super floral. All the florals. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm like trying to think of like a brand, but I think it was like Obsession by Calvin Klein, but I feel like that's not like an old lady scent. No, I mean like that was popular in the 90s, so yeah, that'd maybe. be like 40s, 50s, 60s, yeah. maybe. I'm trying to, oh, Claire, or Claire, Cher had a fragrance called Uninhibited in the 80s, I remember. She's working <laughs> on a new one right now, though, because I follow her on Twitter, and it's honestly one of the best follows on Twitter if you don't. <laughs> And patrons have reported seeing faces in the mirrors in the bathroom. <gasps> oh my gosh, it's like that ride at Disneyland yeah. World and both yeah, the Haunted Mansion ride. Yeah. The former club manager, known anonymously as Blackie, said, One time I'm standing at the bar and I feel this hand grab my leg and I look down and nothing's there. About a year ago I quit going down there by myself because it was just too freaky. Uh, no. Yeah. No. And like just some specific ghosts. There's one, and here's where I got the drink idea name, or drink idea from. It said in the bathroom, there's a ghost called the White Lady of the Basement. Okay. It's like White Russian Lady of the Basement. <laughs> and I guess she peeks at guests. She's a peeping Tom. What ghost. do you mean peek, though? Like, she just... Like, I don't know if, like, you're in the bathroom, and she's like, here's something like, hey, do you need any toilet paper? <laughs> oh, just... she's like the bathroom attendant. That I don't never know, maybe. Left. She just peeks. She's a peeker. Oh. <gasps> Oh, God. I wonder if that means, like, people see, like, eyes through, like... Ooh, like through the... Uh, that's yeah. the worst. That's the worst. Yeah. Oh, my God. So, apparently she's there. Okay. And there's also a man in a suit and a bowler hat who lingers in the corner of the bar only to disappear with a flicker. Oh, I want to see him. I don't want to see the peeping lady. I want to see the bowler hat guy. I want to see both. Okay. Peeping lady's all yours. Okay. And apparently it's, like, so ooky spooky that two people have quit because of it. <gasps> Oh, wow. There's also said that, like, there's drafts in the building that do create sudden areas of cold sensations. Okay. Mm-hmm. One person who used to live there said she'd hear screaming through the walls, but there was nobody there. <gasps> That's terrifying. Yeah. And, again, shout out to my friend Dana, who, like, was telling me about this uh, hotel. And she said nothing specific happened to her, but that, like, in the lobby, the bathrooms, and, like, the ballroom were definitely giving out haunted vibes. Ooh. Yeah. And real quick, my sources, since we're doing that now. Yeah. Uh, Wikipedia, historicdetroit.org, Detroit Yes, Keynes Detroit, Detroit News, Thrillist, and Metro Times. Excellent. Yeah. That's awesome, though. Right? I want to go there. I know. I didn't know I wanted to go to City Club so badly. I mean... I thought I was way too old to want to go there. It kind of sounds like it's like just a fun anything, kind of like any age group, just mm-hmm. kind of like fun time i mean i definitely want to go to labyrinth now yes. like uh, uh, y- yes yeah field trip yes we actually need to start going on some of these field trips i, I agree. Like we say field trip a lot yeah and like well, let's make that a, a goal this week yeah we'll plan at least not maybe necessarily go in the next week but like let's at least that plan plans. one yeah yeah 
Who knows? Maybe we'll post it on our Facebook. Like, hey, we're going here tonight. Anyone meet us? That sounds fun, but also potentially awkward. And I'm very awkward. I mean, there's alcohol. We'll be fine. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. Social lubricant. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so that's my story. That was fun. Thank you. I think I was really excited about this one. Awesome. That's, oh, I, again, that's like a place that's common. You know, I kind of realized, I think that in the past when I've done like apartment searches and stuff, I, I believe the Leland's come up. Yeah. And I think that's where I've like kind of heard about it. But like, I knew there was something, something to it, but I had no idea. It doesn't sound like a great place to live from what I read online. I mean, but, I never lived there. Oh, a friend of mine lived there for a second once, I think, too, was another thing. But, yeah, for a second. And I say for a second because they did not stay a whole year. Yeah. That's, like, the consensus of what I got on the mm. message boards. But mm. the, everyone says that the bar and the club and the labyrinth. Like, everything else. Everything yeah. else is really cool. And, like, even the diner is supposed to have good food. Yeah. I mean, I've been by that place a million times. I love a good diner. Same. Yeah. I think if they're open late, we can go after the club. There we go. Yeah. That is a whole evening right there. Yes. Love it. Same. That was good. Thank you. I love a good ooky spooky. Same. So speaking of things that are ooky and spooky, what are your feelings about Stephen King's It? Um, I haven't seen the new one. Okay. I watched the old one in college. The old one is so funny. It is because I feel like all the parents are on house arrest because uh-huh. they're all crazy yeah. and they never leave yeah. the porch. And also, um, sisters, sisters, T and Tamara's dad is one of the actors in like the Like their old actual line. dad or like dad from sister, I mean, sister? dad from the show. Okay. Is one of the actors. I was, I, I never saw like it Like one until of the children or the, the adults? Adults. Okay. And I never saw it until a couple of years ago and I was watching with a friend and I was like sitting there and I was just like, is that, is that the dad from sister, sister? Seems like Ray, right? Yes. Yeah. And then I, of course, I am to beat it because love I am to be. Same. Um, and it definitely was. And I was like, this movie is great. Also, Tim Curry. Oh, I love Tim Curry. And I love that it's like scary hokey. Like, I, I yeah. love that like combination of it. And then it was funny because my friend and I then immediately saw the new one right after. Like, we went yeah. to the theater within like 24 hours and saw the new one. So it was like a really drastic, you know, change. Like the newest new one or like the. No, no, no. I mean, um, like chapter one. Because this is. Chapter, We're on chapter two now. Chapter two came out today. Oh, today? Today, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure it's today. I'm pretty sure I know people who were seeing it last night. It's either today or like within a week again. Yeah, I know it's been... I'm not good at yeah. things. But I know it's soon. I will definitely see it in the theater. I don't know if... I'm, I'm not like a I'm going to run and see it person because uh, I like to have space in a movie theater. Yeah. So anyway, so it's very ooky and spooky. Mm-hmm. The actual book itself is on my will read someday because uh, I've heard amazing things about it. Although I've also heard there's some pretty intense things that happen in it yeah. that will never make it to a movie. But I have some uh, two truths and a lie Ooh. about it. So are you ready? Yeah. Okay. So it was inspired by a Swedish fairy tale. Stephen King spent four years writing it. Uh, and Stephen King wrote it under the influence of cocaine. It's so funny to say Stephen King wrote it because it yeah. feels like I'm just saying like he wrote it. No, he wrote no, it. No, no, he wrote it. He wrote it. <laughs> um, I feel like it's either got to be the four years of the cocaine because I feel like if he was on cocaine, it wouldn't have taken him four years. <laughs> I'm gonna go with the four years. Uh, no, he's it. It was four years. He spent wow. four years writing it, and actually, he was uh under the influence of cocaine. Cocaine. It was actually inspired by no. 
Norwegian fairy tale, not a uh. Swedish fairy tale. I think the, the Norwegians have maybe a little bit They're more. They're ookier, spookier, I think. Yeah. They, like, they really, I know they were like trolls. Well, and actually, you might have heard of it. It, it, it was written, um, inspired, or inspired by Three Billy Goats Gruff. No, I haven't heard of that one. Are you lying? No. That's like a, I mean, I don't actually know the fairy tale, but it's like one of those things people that, I feel like maybe I've heard the name, but like I don't know. Well, it was about oh. three scrappy goats outsmarting a bridge toll. Oh, I didn't know there were goats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like they would come and like the troll would be like, "Yeah, answer these riddles." I never picked up that they were supposed to be goats. Yeah. Oh. Goats. So, but because of it, that's why that whole like sewer tunnel thing exists. That makes sense. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, he did take four years writing it. I think he was so he has uh, more than fifty novels. And when it first came out, it was part of a wave of four different books published in the span of 14 months. Were they all it related or was it, it was one and there was three other books? I think it it was one and it was, because it was It, The Eyes of the Dragon, Misery, and The Tommyknockers. So it was like, they were all, I think they they were kind of related, or they weren't related, but they were just all within, like he was writing them all simultaneously. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. So... So, yeah. So, it took four years to write because I think he was multitasking, it sounds, yeah. it sounds like to me. But um, still, I mean, like, four years, I guess, isn't, like, that long for a book. Because I feel like some It's people a long are, book, too. Yeah. Because like, I remember, like, the miniseries, like, the original was a miniseries yeah. on TV and it was, like, six parts. Yeah. It was a chunk. Well, the whole book itself, I have that actually in front of me. It's his second longest book. Okay. What's the uh, first longest? The Stand. Okay. So the stand is 1,153 pages. Oh, my God. It is 1,138. Damn. Yeah. So close. It weighs four pounds on average. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and then he was under cocaine. Uh, cocaine. Yeah. I, you know, it was, it was the 90s, was, I believe. Or no, I'm sorry, the, the 80s. 80s. I said 90s. I it was, was thinking 80s. 80s. Who I said wasn't 90s. doing coke? Yeah. You know. It was a thing. Yeah. So, but I am excited to see chapter two. I, I did like chapter one. It was very different from the miniseries. So it was really fun to do like a side by side and like watch one and then the other. I always like doing that where like I'll watch like either like the first, the, the one that comes before it and then the sequel in theaters or like if it's a remake, mm-hmm. which there's so many mm-hmm. remake these days. Yeah. And some, I mean, sometimes it's good and sometimes it's yeah. a terrible idea to do that. Cause sometimes I'm like, just don't, why? Just no. Yeah. We can come up with original content. Or there's so many stories out there that don't have a movie movie already around them. Like, let's bring life to something. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. Or not other life, books but let's have bring, written. like... Yeah. Books have been written since, like, 1990. There's millions about Billions upon billions. Trillions. But then we add up with things like freaking Fifty Shades of Grey, and it's like, did we need this? A, a lot of people seem to think so, apparently. I want to see book club. I want to see book club. Oh yeah, I never saw that. They were talking it's about it. Thing. Yeah, they were talking about it on an episode of Whimsically, or it was like a listener question episode of Whimsically Volatile. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that sounds good. And like Jane Fonda, we talked about her last episode. Mm-hmm. What a queen. Love her. Yeah. I think and it's Diane on Keaton. Netflix or Hulu. Yeah, it's on Hulu. one of the two. Yeah. yeah, it's on Hulu. Okay. So that might happen to happen this weekend. Ooh. So I think that wraps this episode. I think so, too. So if you... We hit the ooky, we hit the spooky, we hit the unusual. We hit Jimmy Hoffa. Well, I didn't hit... Are you admitting to something? I didn't. Did you time travel? I may have hit Jimmy Hoffa. Oh, shit. I don't know. Then you'll have to let us know where you buried him. (laughs) Right. (laughs) 
So if you know where Jimmy Hoffa is, mm-hmm. uh, or you've been to the Leland and have any stories, or mm-hmm. just like anything you want to tell us, yeah. you can email us at DetroitStrange at gmail.com. And please follow us on the Facebook the and Instagram, the Instagram. The Twitter. We have the Twitter, but I mean, I need we to probably do have more to get better that. at that, yeah. yeah. Uh, but all of those are at Detroit Strange. Yes, exactly. Oh, that's important too. Yeah. Yeah. But until uh, next time, stay strange. Do 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 do. Why am I singing the Twilight Zone theme? This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast. Our theme song was created by Sax and Violence. <laughs>